The Roundtable. Brought to you by The Simple Investor, making the world of real estate investment simple. The Free-For-All Roundtable, round one. On round one today, James Laidlaw is the People's Voice Award winner for 2015. Becky Coles, producer on Moore in the Morning. Laurie Goldstein, editor emeritus. You know he's important. He's got a Latin title. From the <laughs> Toronto Sun. And Christy Blatchford is here. Christy, I understand you ran the marathon yesterday. No. No? No, I was there cheering on oh, my friends. Cheering. And get, guess who blows by me but Ben Dixon. Yeah, Mike Ben Dixon was doing the half it, marathon. That's our boss. Yeah, I've run that half there, and I've done the full. But oh, okay. uh, I wasn't running in it this year. I'm not well-trained enough. But he looked really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's all psycho fit at lunchtime, too. But uh, see, he said I saw Blatch. I thought that meant you were running. No, no, no. No, I was waiting for my friend when he... Uh, roared by me <laughs> looking fantastic it's such a nice race it was such a great day honestly. it was and you know what i was stuck in traffic and i couldn't care less because i knew it was going to happen so big deal Good life in a big city so uh it's you know activist wants an injunction against the cleveland indians name and logo the activist is actually douglas cardinal who is uh, an extremely important canadian architect and uh, aboriginal canadian as well laurie this takes a debate that's been going on for decades that's sort of you know great for talk radio and a sophomore seminar but puts it before a judge before dinner time. Yeah, um, to me, there's two separate issues here. There's the there, there's the issue itself, and I, I get the I get the concern. And but but this to me is a publicity stunt. Um, why now? Cleveland's been here a lot. They've even been here a lot this season. Number two, um, I, Christy will, will help. She's our legal expert. But to me, well, well wait a minute. It's not Toronto that's the issue here. It's 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 Cleveland's team, yeah. Major League Baseball in the United States. You think it's disrespectful of our guests? Well, I think that I think that it's silly. I think, and I think what I hope that the judge will do is either it will be the court doesn't recognize trivialities, or he'll just stay his decision until I think uh, Jerry Edgar was saying this round of playoffs is is Thursday. After Thursday, a week, nobody will care. And then he can say no. Well, Christy, I know you'd never identify as a legal expert, but you've spent a lot of time in courtrooms. Do you? What would you expect today, or does it depend on the judge? Um, I don't know what to expect. I think it does a bit depend on the judge. I don't know. I mean, I wish Ed Pritchie was with us this morning. He could tell us. But I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not familiar with the the law that might apply, except that I think Laurie raises an interesting point. I mean, I don't know about jurisdiction here. That's the thing. I don't know if the judge would have the jurisdiction to say to an American baseball team, while in our city, you can't use your name, or to, or to even consider that as a as a real issue before him. I don't know. It's yeah. going to be interesting. It it's is. It's an interesting gambit. Because I also think, I mean, they can argue a charter challenge. I mean, that they can call themselves whatever they want and have whatever logo they want. It's not up to a court to decide what's offensive. James, do you consider this embarrassing to us? Like, looking at this from <laughs> outside of Canada, do we look really silly? Well, I... I, I don't think we look silly. I think we have a long uh, and storied relationship with First Nations people in this country. So I think we have to take these things seriously. Although, despite the fact that it's not our jurisdiction, I, I struggle here with why the term Indians uh, is offensive to some people. When I was a kid in school, we learned about the Indians. That was it was probably an incorrect term that was, you know, describing, a, you know, the entire race of people or but. It's not a derogatory term. It's not used in a derogatory sense. When if you call somebody that, it may be incorrect, but it's not used uh, in anger or or. Um, yeah, I would find Redskins or Eskimos worse. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. right? Eskimos apparently is pejorative, but you are correct. It's a bit like when you call disabled people invalid, which is kind of a, a rude thing to say, but it's not necessarily an out and out well, slander. And some of the the big. Uh, uh, 
activist movements in the states. At least one of them used to be called the American Indian Movement, AIM. Yeah, mm -hmm. but even within my generation, it was a perfectly acceptable term. Becky, do you consider, I mean, you know, are we going to have to hang our heads in shame at some point today, especially if a judge tells them to cover it up and are going to be pixelating the broadcast or they're going to be wearing bags? I, I have a feeling that we're going to see a patch or something go over top of whatever needs to be covered up if that decision does come down. But I think Lori's right. Next week, we'll be moving on to how we're in the World Series, and that'll be it. And so all of a sudden, we won't be caring about this team from Cleveland because that'll be a non-issue. And it doesn't make us look silly regardless. I mean, it, no. it's yeah. a serious man making a serious motion, whatever else. And I, I don't think that this, I don't know Douglas Cardinal, but I can't imagine he hasn't got better things to do uh, if this didn't matter to him greatly. And it seems to me mm. in one of the first stories I read about it, there was something that had sort of just put him over the edge. And he thought, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I don't want to hear Chief Wahoo. Remember, let us not forget the mascot, <laughs> yeah. which is mm -hmm. completely right. offensive. Yeah, yes, that is. is. Okay. Uh, now, Douglas Cardinal, we reached out to him. He's not talking. His lawyer, Michael Swinwood, is talking and actually was on the uh, Mark Tui show yesterday. So the application is essentially seeking injunctive relief uh, to stop Cleveland baseball team from displaying their logo when they're in uh, the World Series here against, uh, as you put it, the beloved Blue Jays. All right. So, you know what? We'll be covering this. News Talk 1010 will cover it because this is not just a Toronto story. This is an international story today. Uh, let me ask you, it inevitably explodes every couple of months. A woman is told to cover up when she's breastfeeding. In this case, she was in the Lambton Golf and Country Club this past Saturday. Couldn't find a babysitter, she and her partner, so they brought the two-month-old child, Jacob, and uh, she was sitting on a couch breastfeeding when the club manager got out a tablecloth to shield her from the view. I shouldn't laugh, but it's just, you know, please, madam, cover up. And then ultimately said, don't you think you'd be more comfortable downstairs? James, let me start with you because, um, you know, I'm, I'm not into shaming women over breastfeeding. Right. But golf clubs, I mean, I've been told to tuck my shirt in. I've been sneered <laughs> well, at because my shorts are too short. You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of etiquette around golf courses. You know, you're not supposed to wear your hat in the clubhouse and yeah. whatever, whatever. But uh, this is clearly an overreaction. And I think it's time that everybody just uh, chills out a little bit. We all get naked at least twice a day. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that this guy has just clearly overreacted. And if people are being snooty, it's probably at the Lambton Golf and Country Club or, 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 or somewhere close. And I, I, I can say that because they're not a client of mine yet. yet. But, you know. Yeah, Becky, uh, I always say, I mean, the only thing worse than a condo uh, association is a golf club. I, well, it certainly feels that way. And I don't know how many times I've been to one either to attempt to play golf and maybe that's why they look so poorly at me or um you know for events or something else where you feel out of place unless you kind of look like that traditional um uh, you have the old-fashioned look like Payne Stewart used to wear you feel very out of out of place and I think it's time to change that I'm not saying that we get rid of a proper way to dress but it certainly feels like this is a really uptight situation and um I don't know. Why is every other week there's an issue about breastfeeding? I don't yeah. understand. I don't I'm know. confused. Well, Christy, do you suspect this is a bit like, you know, uh, people who turn away guide dogs? There's a few last dumbass holdouts. <laughs> <laughs> or, or is this still a debate? No, I, I think you've hit it right in the nail, right in the head. I think it, there's just a few people who don't get it. And, uh, and I'm with Becky. I have 
my entire life felt out of place on golf course. Cl- golf <laughs> and always have the urge to do something terribly indiscreet. So. Well, you did do something terribly she, indiscreet. She I did, did once. She yeah. did something terribly great. Yeah. For those who haven't heard the story before, uh, it was already going south, apparently, uh, the game. So uh, Rosie DeMano and Christy Blatchford took their tops off and decided to play golf topless. There Just the go. last three holes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let me start with you on this one, uh, Laurie, there's this sort of hand-wringing article about something I saw on my street just a couple of weeks ago, a sign going up outside a house that says, coming soon. And apparently this is against the real estate rules. But frankly, who cares? I mean, what ethics are we violating if we say that there's going to be a listing? Well, some of the people in the real estate industry are saying, if you're going to say it's going to be on the MLS listing, it has to go on the MLS listing, that you can't just do that and then have it sold before it goes on the MLS. And that's Uh the concern. Yeah. That's the that's the concern. Um, but what's the downside you know, of it not being on the MLS? Well, it, it's look, it, it's it's the real estate's rules, right? I guess it's about fair access. But to me, this is kind of it's sort of like, okay, this is the hill you're going to die on. I mean, <laughs> what's going yeah. on? Homes get on to the MLS, and then it's like the friggin' Wild West. There's a price, but the price is just, ha-ha, that's not really the price. Uh, we're going to build up as many people as we can bidding against each other. Nobody knows what anybody—I mean, I've, I've talked—I have friends. all They're putting bids on houses, 100000 200000 over the asking, and they're losing. Yeah. So, you know, that's the bigger problem. This, to me, I agree with you. Like, this is, this is the big issue. What about the fact that it's unaffordable to live in this city Yeah, if you don't have a house already? It's a bit like an untucked golf shirt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> James, you're the, you're the guy in the street. Well, Do you, you see something wrong with this? I don't see anything wrong with it. In fact, I saw it on my street as well not too long ago. And it, this is an age-old sales tactic, get people interest before it comes on the market. It's not something new. It's not something underhanded. It's perfectly legit. But, you know, if you're, if you're potentially in the market for something, let's say the house next door to you comes up for sale and you decide you want to buy it and it just pops up on Monday say hey it's for sale you now got to scramble and maybe you're not prepared if it's coming soon hey listen hey you would talk to your wife you know your spouse we want to look at buying this house we got to go to the bank whatever I think it's a great way to to encourage more competition in the marketplace and get those 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 that bidding war might be frustrating for people trying to buy houses but it's great for the sellers yeah. spoken right. like a true homer <laughs> I know see we're all very happy and That's comfortable because right. we already yeah. own our own homes yeah. um, if you're a real estate agent and you want to tell me why there's something horribly wrong with this you can always text us at 71010 or even give us a call with not a lot of time left on the round table 416-872-1010 Donald Trump was spoofed mercilessly for the third week week in a row on Saturday Night Live, and now he says the show should be canceled. Robert, we got some of that comedy? Here we go. Four of those women are here tonight. Four of them. Wait, I'm sorry. Who's here? Mistresses. Bill, how could you? How will I go on with the debate? No, I'll never be able to remember my facts and figures now. Oh, Donald, no! made of steel. This is nothing. Hi, girls. (laughs) (laughs) They also mercifully make fun of um, Hillary Clinton. Should be noted, Donald Trump says the show is uh, is boring and has no ratings, but he hosted it last year. Um, Becky, I think the bigger story, actually, is him suggesting the election's going to be rigged. I mean, he's bracing himself for his inevitable loss. 
this is such a fascinating time in American history because I think no one would have predicted 15 months ago that this was going to happen and certainly wouldn't have predicted that it would fall apart the way it's falling apart. And people that were completely 100 percent ready to support Trump are now going, oh, geez, now I got to vote for the other one. And now what do I do? And so it's just kind of interesting to watch it all fall apart. And I love that he's grasping at straws now. He's saying anything that, well, well, she did this and Bill was like this. and oh, It's rigged anyway. And then yeah, the you're going to have all. Exactly. Yeah. And you're going to have people going, yeah, it is rigged. And what like what a scary setup for actual Election Day. Yeah. Well, and Christy, can I ask you about the point? We talked to the professor of the People magazine journalist who accused in 2005, she says Donald Trump grabbed her and kissed her against her will. She phoned the professor and they agreed together they shouldn't say anything because it could ruin her career. He still thinks that was the right advice. Do you? Um, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, uh, no, I, I, my advice to a young person who's been, you know, uh, harassed, sexually harassed or abused would be to complain about it. To, and I, you know, I can't imagine that you, you're thinking of your career when you're in, still in journalism school. I sure wasn't. I was thinking about my next beer, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, these people with their five-year plans kind of blow me away. But uh, anyway, uh, the point is, to her, I suppose, is that he's saying, yes, she told me about it uh, contemporaneously, and she was upset, yeah. and I believe her. So in that sense, it's an interesting you know, twist on, or not twist, but a, an interesting supportive narrative mm -hmm. for her. But I don't think his advice was particularly good. Folks, we got to call it there, but thanks for a great discussion. It's 8 o'clock in the great city of Toronto.